how much you love him and uh, tell the Lord how much you appreciate him. Tell, tell the Lord the new things that he's doing in our lives, the new things, the great things, the glorious things that he's doing in our mighty name of Jesus. Give him all the praise and glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, 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 Jesus. Father, I want to thank you so much for your mercy and your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, for an opportunity to be in your presence. Thank you, Lord, for the birth of a new thing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, that as you said in the word that you build your church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We thank you for building your church. We are excited. We thank you. We appreciate you. In Jesus' name have we prayed, and all the saints shall say amen. Somebody give the Lord a mighty shout. Oh, give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. You want to take your seats in heavenly places. Amen. Turn to a person that you tell a person, I'm excited to see you. Tell another person, I'm happy to see you. Tell someone you're looking glorious and you're looking wonderful. Amen. All right. How many of us are ready for what God has in store for us? If you are ready, give the Lord a mighty shout. Amen. All right, let's, let's, I want to go straight into the word of the Lord. And I'm excited, I'm excited to be here, and I'm excited to see each and every one of you, amen. This is, this is indeed a mega church, hallelujah. And uh, um, it's, a, it's a blessing to have all this number of people here. How many of you know that? It's a, it's a great blessing to have all these number of people here, amen. You know, if you have not... If you have not started something, you may not appreciate what it means to start something. Hallelujah. But the truth of the matter is that everything usually starts small. And the key thing is consistency. The key thing is consistency. The key thing is not to give up. Amen. And so to, to, to start with this number of people, it's a major thing. It's a major thing. And it shows that we're going to be moving from one glory to another, from victory to victory from dominion to dominion, from excellence to excellence. Amen. Let's turn about the book of Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. The Bible said that, you know, Jesus was saying that, he said, I'll, I'll build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. He said that, thou art Peter and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Hallelujah. And um, from this scripture, we can see something that this scripture is telling us that Jesus, or it's God's desire, it's God's intention to build his church. It's God's desire, it's, it's God's desire and it's God's intention to, uh, to build his church. Amen. And so even for us at, at SoulTube over here, God wants to, God is the one that is building this church. And it's a blessing that we can partner him in building this church. Hallelujah. It's a blessing. The Bible tells us that we are co-librous with the Lord, and the Bible tells us that we are partners with the Lord, isn't it? So we are partnering with the Lord to build this church. I'm excited to see um, Priscilla in the house, amen? And I'm excited to see Daniela also in the house, hallelujah, amen. I'm happy to see Frank and Martin and um, Jacqueline, right? Jacqueline also, and then um, Kekeli's in the house. Again, isn't, isn't there some dance ministration? I mean, he can do some solo. He can do some solo. So we should have put him on program so that he does some 
Ah, Joel too, said they can do some, some dance ministration. Oh, Oscar also dances, isn't it? Hallelujah. All right. Now, can, can you give me Isaiah 60, verse 22? Isaiah chapter 60, verse 22. Isaiah 60, verse 22. The Bible said that in Isaiah 60, verse 22, it says that, okay, if you can, let's, it says, A little one shall become a thousand, and a small one a strong nation. I, the Lord, will hasten it in his time. A little one shall become a thousand, and a strong a little one shall become a thousand, and a small one, a strong nation. I, the Lord, will hasten it in his time. Amen. What the Lord is saying that, you know, a little one will become a thousand. Amen. So, we are going to be a thousand in Jesus' name. Amen. We are going to be a mega church in Jesus' name. Amen. We are going to be overflowing in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, I am seeing angels pulling people into this place. I'm seeing crowds of people and masses of people moving into this place in Jesus' name. And what I'm seeing, I'm seeing each and every one of you bringing many people into the house of God. I see somebody bringing 10 people. Receive it in Jesus' name. I see somebody bringing 5 people. I see somebody every Sunday, and God is going to be providing for you. Every Sunday, you'll be bringing an Uber full of people to church. An Uber takes 5 people, isn't it? Uh, four, okay, four people. So every Sunday, you plus three people, you'll be coming to church. I see other people also, they'll be using two, three Ubers from different locations to, to transport people to church. Somebody, you are receiving your car. <laughs> and you'll be coming with a, your car full of people to church in Jesus' name. Amen. A car takes like what? A, a sedan, a sedan takes like what is it? Five people plus a driver, that's five people. Yeah. Somebody to you'll be having a V8. Yeah. That can that can take like eight people. Yeah. And you'll be coming to church with eight people. Yeah. Receive it in the name of Jesus. And that is why he says in his word that a little one shall become a thousand. And the Bible tells us that we should not despise the day of small beginnings, isn't it? Because, you know, when you, you, it can, it's easy to despise small beginnings. It's easy to despise small beginnings. And, and Frank, if you can tell Priscilla, she can let the, the teenagers come, you know. It's easy to despise small beginnings. But you'll be surprised that, you know, if you take like a seed, do you know that a seed can become a forest? But it's easy to despise that seed. And many of you over here, you can even remember when you, you were a baby or when you were in class one. How many of you can remember when you were in class one? Right now that I'm talking, can I remember when you were in class Wow. All of you can remember when you were in class one. Can you remember an incident that happened when you were in class one? You can remember an incident that happened when you were in class one. Wow. Can you remember the, your classroom, maybe the direction of your classroom? You can remember it's class one. Do you know that class one, you were small? But right now, many of you are in the university. Some of you have also graduated. Some of you are thinking about marriage. <laughs> wow. Some of you have been hugging. <laughs> Some of you have been buying presents for your crushes. Wow. 
So the reason why you are now thinking about, some of you are thinking about marriage, preparing for marriage, is because you have grown up, isn't it? You have grown up. But there was a time that you were in class one. There was a time that you were in class one. And that's the time that you were in class one. You were very little. You were very small. But now, all of a sudden, you have become a university student. All of a sudden, you have graduated. It shows that don't despise the class one child. (laughs) Isn't it? Don't despise the class one child. Michael was saying something that, you know, when he came, when he joined the church, he was in uh, GSS 2. GSS 2. So you can see that it's like the years have gone by quickly, isn't it? So he was in GSS 2, and now he, he, he moved from GSS 2, he wrote, he went to GSS 2, he wrote BEC exam, and because most of you are, are, are colleagues, it's about the same with you people also, isn't it? Because if Mike was in GSS 2, some of you, I go back to you, you're in GSS 2. GSS 3, Oscar, you're in what? GSS 1, or class 6, or... <laughs> class 6. Then... Uh, some of you two were in class five, class four. Little children. Little children playing around. Amen. And so, so if he was in GSS 2 and he joined it, he could have been despised. Do you get what I'm saying? He could have been despised that, oh, but this guy is in GSS 2, so um, let's not, we, don't need to, we don't need to give him attention and all that. But the person was in GSS 2 has grown up, gone to fin- Road BC, gone to SS, you know, gone to the university, and has finished the university, and is now leading a branch. <laughs> Amen. I, I'm, I'm using that as an illustration for you to realize that don't despise small things. And so don't even despise yourself. And don't despise what the Lord is doing with you. And what, don't despise what the Lord is doing in this place. Because very soon it's going to become explosive, it's going to become massive, it's going to become big, and people are going to be surprised. People are going to be asking that, ah, because when did you come? When did, when did you start? Where, where are you coming from? Maybe they despise small things. Hallelujah. Turn the appendix and tell the person that we don't despise small things. We appreciate small things. Hallelujah. So that person that was in class one, right now that person is grown. And I'm talking about you, that you were in class one. Right now, you are grown. I'm sure there are a lot of people that, um, maybe some of your family members, when they say, hey, he says, oh, what university? Hey, Daben, I'll call SS, now what for university? Daben, do some relatives tell you that? And sometimes you meet some relatives and they go like, ah, you were my, my page boy, you were my flower girl. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. You know, some of you may know, I have, uh, we have one of our members, uh, and uh, she was my, at my wedding, she was my flower girl. How many of you know Quincy? Yeah, Do you know that my wedding, Quincy was my flower girl? So if she was my flower girl at my wedding, you, you should understand that she was short or she was tall. You understand? She was just about 10 years or 11 years. But right now, Quincy is, is grown. <laughs> she's grown. Right now, she's grown that some people are even crashing on her. <laughs> Yesterday I told her that Charlie, before she, she the gentleman that will come, 
that he will go through a lot of screening. He'll go through different, different phases of screening before, before he'll come to me and I have to scream and give approval. <laughs> you understand? But she, she's grown and now she even does. Do you know that all the, you know, all the morning do um, summary flyers, all the morning do we do summary flyers. All the summary flyers, she does it. She does it. She does it. Hallelujah. Anyway, let me go into my message for today. You'll be, you'll be blessed by the message for today. Amen. Amen. Today, I'm talking about, I'm going to talk about Nehemiah. We're going to learn some lessons from Nehemiah. And, you know, Nehemiah is a book that I love so much. And that book teaches us wonderful truths. In, in the book of Nehemiah, or the story of Nehemiah, is such that Nehemiah was in the palace. You know, Israel, Israel initially went into captivity in Babylon, isn't it? And then... Um, we know that eventually they came out of captivity. So when they came out of captivity, they went back to Jerusalem, and then so, so they, they, were, they were staying, some of them were staying in Jerusalem and all that. Now, Nehemiah, he didn't go back with them to Jerusalem, but he, and the reason was that he was serving in the courts of the king, the courts of, um, he was serving King Artaxerxes. Now, the Bible tells us that there was a time that some, some people from Jerusalem came to came over to where Nehemiah was, and Nehemiah asked them about the condition of Jerusalem, and they told Nehemiah that the walls of Jerusalem have been broken down and all that, and Nehemiah was moved with compassion, or he was burdened about the fact that the walls of Jerusalem, that's his city, the walls of his, the, the, the walls of his motherland, because he came from Jerusalem, the walls of his motherland had been broken down, so he went to ask permission from the king, and he journeyed to Jerusalem to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Can I tell you the miracle in the book of Nehemiah? If, if you read the book of Nehemiah, there's no place in the book of Nehemiah, although you see many instances that Nehemiah prayed, there's no place in the book of Nehemiah where God is speaking to Nehemiah. There's no instance where God speaks. Or there's no, there's no in, in quote, miracle that takes place in the book of Nehemiah. There's no flash of lightning and thunder from the presence of God. You know, there's no angel that appears in the book of Nehemiah. There, there's nothing about visions and revelations in the book of Nehemiah. But there was a miracle that took place in the book of Nehemiah, and I'll show you. What happened was that when Nehemiah went back to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, the walls of Jerusalem had been broken down for 120 years. They, had, they, were, they were lying in ruins for 120 years. For 120 years. Amen. Do you know what happened? When Nehemiah went back to build the walls of Jerusalem, do you know how long it took him to finish building the walls of Jerusalem? 52 days. Walls that had, been, that had broken down for 120 years. They had been lying in ruins for 120 years. When, God, when Nehemiah went to rebuild the walls, the walls of the nation, it took him 52 days. Have you seen a house? Have you seen somebody? Have you been building a two-bedroom house? It takes them 50 years. Have you seen some before? But Nehemiah built the walls, city walls. He built it in 52 days. How many of you did um, technical skills in primary, secondary, GTS or something? You did technical skills and then you did masonry. You know that when you do the, when you do the blocks, 52 days is just less than two months. When you do the blocks, it takes about 14 to 21 days for the blocks to, to dry or we call it, we use the word to cure, isn't it? How was Nehemiah able to build the walls in 52 days? 
all the walls of the city. Can I tell you something? It was a miracle. It was the hand of God. God was the one that built the walls. Although they were working, God built the walls. And that is the miracle that took place in the book of Nehemiah. In the book of Nehemiah, it's not, it's not a healing miracle. In the book of Nehemiah, it's not like Moses, where the waters of the Red Sea were parted into two. It's not like Elijah, where fire came from the heavens and consumed, you know, the, the sacrifice. It's not like, um, it's not like what again? It's not like, um, like Jesus Christ that, you know, the woman with the issue of blood touched Jesus and then the virtue flowed into her and her body was healed. It's not like, um, yeah, Moses passing the Red Sea. It's not like, um, it's not like the multiplying of 5,000 loaves of bread. What other miracle? It's not like walking on water. But he built the walls of Jerusalem in 52 days. That's a miracle. That's a miracle. Hallelujah. And today we are going to learn some lessons from Nehemiah. That will help each and every one of us. I want each and every one of us to see that we are rebuilding. Or we are building the mega church in Soweto. Amen. So we are building... The mega church in Sowuto. Amen. I think the prayer, Friday all night, the prayer time, uh, was there, someone gave a prayer to me about hill, a city set on a hill cannot be hid. And I remember that, you know, the, 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 the other name for this branch is Soul Hills. Souls, S-O-U-L, and then hills. Hallelujah. So we are building the mega church over here. We are like a city that is set on a hill. We cannot be hidden. And our light is, we are like a lighthouse and our light is shining brightly and they're driving away all the darkness in Sowuto. Give the Lord a clap of friend. So let's look at Nehemiah. Nehemiah chapter 1. I want, to, I want us to read Nehemiah 1 verse 1 to 4. Hallelujah. We're going to read, we're going to read some scriptures today and I know that you are going to be blessed. Amen. Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 1 to 4. The Bible says that the words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakaliah, and it came to pass in the month Chislu, in the 20th year, as I, was in, as I was in Shushan the palace, like I said, Nehemiah was in Shushan the palace, where, where King Artaxerxes was. The next verse. He said that Hanani, one of my brethren, came, he and certain men of Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. So when they came, Hanani, Hanani came, was a brother to Nehemiah. Nehemiah asked him, so what's going on? What, what's happening to the Jews? What's, what's happening in Jerusalem? Next verse. And he said unto me, the remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down and the gates thereof are banged with fire. You know, in those times, if there's a city, uh, you know, the city, they built walls. If there was a city and the walls were broken down, it's a disgrace. It's an embarrassment. And so he says that the wall of Jerusalem also is broken down and the gates thereof are what are burned with fire. Hallelujah. In the next verse. He says that, look at, and I love this scripture. Let's all read it together. Ready, go. Wow. So when Nehemiah heard of it, when Nehemiah heard of the broken walls, the Bible says that, he said he, he sat down and wept. It's like, let, let me show you what happened. Nehemiah, Hanani came to Nehemiah and the, uh, 
it was so what's going on? What so the, you know, like boys, boys, you've seen your it's been a while, you, you see your brother, then he comes out and then you're saying, Charlie, so so what happened? Oh, Charlie, right now there, Charlie, I, I finished I, I finished school. Oh, hey, so you finished school, Charlie. So where they do service for oh Charlie, then post me for Charlie Kitty Cratchy. Oh, why they post you? <laughs> oh, then them post you for Kitty Cratchy, Charlie Brown, you know. That's not Sanskrit. I don't know what it is. So, so you went and post me. Oh, Charlie, me there. I worked in South Sudan. Post me for Accra. So I did Accra. I did Accra. I did Kumasi. I did. Oh, Charlie, Charlie, look, give me a chance. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Kete Krachi will go. So you go go there, Kete Krachi. Charlie, I didn't see you. I didn't see you. Say, okay, all right. So, so you go, you finish school, you no? Know, like, uh, as you go to school, Charlie, you, you, you feel, you feel grab, Charlie, for Nilo, Charlie. Oh. Charlie, you do for Nilo. Oh. The way they see you, pal, the way be fine boy, pal, where you do for new there. You should say, now some little So, can you get me a chair? I want to illustrate something. So, he said, oh, so you do for new. So, he was talking, was talking. So, they were exchanging greetings and all that. I'm talking about Neymar and Hanani, you understand? So, after they had done that and all that, then, now Neymar goes, like, okay, so, Charlie, so, how be, how be one of people, Charlie, Jerusalem, Charlie, share where I go, Jerusalem, how be the people, how be Jerusalem, how be things for Jerusalem? Then, Hanani goes, like, Charlie, my brother, Jerusalem, Charlie, the walls are broken down, the gates are burnt to fire, Charlie, the people all with them did there, poverty did there, hunger did there, Charlie, unemployment did there, Charlie, <laughs> Charlie, people they weep, Charlie, reproach, and they say, oh, Charlie, the people of God, what they happen to the people of God, Charlie, the people of God not be fit up, oh, Charlie, Charlie, the way they think their life make hard for, for Jerusalem, no be joke. Then as soon as Nehemiah heard of it, the Bible, look at what they said. The Bible said that he sat down. So like I said, they were standing. But when he heard it, the way, the way he heard the information, he just fell down like this. Oh, oh, Jerusalem. Jerusalem. The land of my birth. Then he, but he, he sat down and he began to weep. He began to weep. And he mourned many days. You know, when you go to verse 1, it says that uh, in the month Chislu, the month Chislu is like December. The month Chislu is like December. You know, the words of, and it came to pass in the month Chislu, that's December. And then later, uh, when you go, it, it talks about, he came to the month Nisan. The month Nisan is April. April, March, April. So Nehemiah had been mourning. Let's go back to verse three or verse four. Nehemiah had been mourning, weeping and mourning and praying and fasting for four months. Just because he heard of the broken down walls of Jerusalem. Hallelujah. What lesson do we learn from that? And is it, so all of you, eh, you must, don't, all of you that are here, I thank God for all of you that are around, including the, the, the teens and then the children and all that. You know, where's the junior prophet? Junior prophet. Junior prophet. Ruby, let him sit. Let him. Junior prophet is like he has put on. Junior prophet and me, who is, who is fatter? Hey! I'm telling you that he has to become like me. Even me, I may be looking big because of the suit and all that, but when I am slim. So, junior prophet, one week you have to become like me. <laughs> all right, so, 
He wept for like four months. He was weeping and praying, you know, and fasting for like four months. And all of us, eh, you see, let us not see ourselves as uh, we are coming to church. But begin to see yourself as a worker in church. As a worker in this branch. And the first lesson we learned from Nehemiah is that Nehemiah was concerned about the house of God and the people of God. And that's the first lesson I want to give you. That you have to be concerned about the house of God. And you have to be concerned about the people of God. Are you concerned about the house of God? Are you concerned about the people of God? Are you concerned about the, the house of God in Sowuto? Are you concerned about the people of God in Sowuto? You have to be concerned. Hallelujah. Turn to a person and tell the person that be concerned about the house of God. You, you must come to that place where you, you begin to weep for the growth of the house of God. You begin to weep for the transformation of the people of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So that's the first point I want to give you. That be concerned about the house of God and the people of God. Be concerned about the Sotum church. Be concerned that the Sotum church will become a mega church. And if you are really concerned about it, you move to the next one, you'll be, pray, you'll be praying about it. And that is what we see Nehemiah doing in verse 4. The Bible says that he, he fasted and what? He prayed. He fasted and he prayed. I pray that you receive the grace to fast for the church. Receive the grace to pray for the church. Receive the grace to, to decide to, to, maybe, you know, some of you that have not started work on your vacation, receive the grace that us, on a particular day, you just go to the forest and just pray. And all that you are praying for. You know, a lot of people, when they go to the bush or they go to a retreat, do you know what they go and pray for? Marriage. God, who is my life partner? Yeah, Tata. Lord, my love partner. Lord, let, let my crash locate me. God, open the eyes of my crash. In the name of Jesus. Whatever dark cloud has covered his eyes, let it be removed. In the name of Jesus. Every witch from my father's house and my mother's house preventing my crash from looking in my direction. Me to pay. Is that not what some people go for retreat for? Me born to a pay. Some people go for retreat to pray for a job. Some people are praying that their national service post will be changed. Some people are praying for scholarship. Some people are praying for visa. Some people, you know, they have finished school. They are praying that they'll, they'll be able to continue their schooling outside the country. Some people want to leave Ghana and go to U.S. of A. And go to the U.K. And go to Europe. And go to Dubai. Wow. So, that, so that's why some people are going for a retreat. To pray. <laughs> but... May you be like Nehemiah. That you go to, you go for a retreat and all that you are praying for. The Bible tells us of, of John Knox, you know, that great man of God. The Bible says that John Knox, he, his prayer, this was his prayer. He said, it said of John Knox that his knees were like that of a camel. 
they were as hard as that of a stone because he was always kneeling down in prayer. And John Knox was his prayer was, Lord, give me Scotland or I die. God, give me Scotland or I die. He wasn't saying, God, let, let that lady look in my direction. God, give me Scotland or I die. And that was the same prayer that Nehemiah was praying, that God, let the, if, it, if it is your will, let the walls, use me to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Amen. Some people are receiving grace to go for retreat, and as they go for the retreat, all their prayer, Lord, give me the souls in Soutum or I die. Lord, give me the souls in Pentecost University. God, I'm telling you, I know it's in your provision that I should, I should be blessed with a good marriage. But God, I'm telling you, if you don't give me the souls in Sotom, I will not marry. Lord, give me the souls. Give me the souls. Yeah. The Lord, give me the, all the souls in Pentecost University or I die. You know, you have to come to that place. And people are receiving that grace in the name of Jesus. That you, you, you say, Lord, I lay my life on the altar. You know, like, like Isaac was laid on the altar. Some of you, you know, I'll even maybe join the service. I'll let you come and lie on the altar. The Lord, I lay my life on the altar. Use me for your glory. Use me, O oh God, for the evangelization of Sowutoma. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you like that message? Nehemiah was concerned about the house of God and the people of God. Amen. And then in Nehemiah, Nehemiah 1 verse 4, still in Nehemiah 1 verse 4, we see that Nehemiah was praying. So Nehemiah was not just concerned, and Nehemiah was not just weeping, but Nehemiah was also praying. And that's what I said. And when you read the book of Nehemiah, you see that there are so many instances that Nehemiah prayed. So many instances that Nehemiah prayed. Let's look at Nehemiah 2 verse 4. Um, Nehemiah 2 verse 4. You see, in every instance, Nehemiah prayed. Amen. Nehemiah 2 verse 4, it says that, Sorry. Then the king said unto me, For what dost thou make request? He said that. So I prayed to the God of heaven. I prayed to the God of heaven. Hallelujah. May you pray to the God of heaven in Jesus' name. May the God of heaven answer you in Jesus' name. Nehemiah 4, verse 4 to 5. Let's look at Nehemiah. That's also another place where Nehemiah prayed. Nehemiah 4, verse 4 to 5. Look at what he prayed. He said, Hear, O our God. For we are despised and turn their reproach upon their own head and give them for a prey in the land of captivity. Amen. So, Nehemiah was always praying. Nehemiah was always praying. And I want to encourage all of us that we give ourselves to prayer. If we are going to see growth, we have to give ourselves to prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Alright. Someone say, alright. So, we are building, isn't it? All of us are building. It's not just a Osofo Mike and uh, Osofo Janet that are building. Where is Osofo Ruby? Osofo Ruby and uh, Osofo Tracy. Where is Osofo Tracy? Uh, Osofo Tracy is, 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 is,
Wow. Hallelujah. And the uh, evangelist Oscar. <laughs> no, let us all see ourselves as part of the work. Amen. I want each and every one of us. How many of you see yourselves as part of the work? If you see yourselves as part of the work, lift up your hand. Let's, let's all see ourselves as, is, this is not somebody's work. It's God's work. And we are, we are God's children. So it's our work also. Amen. It's our work also. Now the next, after being concerned about the house of God and the people of God and giving ourselves to prayer, the other thing that we have to, we have to understand is that we should believe, let us believe that we can have the mega church. Let us believe that we can be a mega church and be ready to work to become a mega church. Nehemiah 2 verse 26. Say we are a mega church. Hallelujah. Say we are working to be in a mega church. Nehemiah 2 verse 20. He says that, Then answered I them and said unto them, The God of heaven, The God of heaven, He will prosper you and I. So arise, 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 and let us build. How many of you know that song? <laughs> the God of heaven, he will prosper us. It says that therefore we his servants will arise and build. We his servants will arise and build. So all of us, it says we his servants. And this was, this, was the peop- this was the people who were talking. Amen. So each and every one of us, we must be ready to arise and build. We should tell ourselves that we are arising and building the mega church. Say, I'm arising. I'm building the mega church. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap of him. Now, as we have said that, as we have been concerned about the house of God, therefore we have decided to pray. Not that, although we, we, we all have feelings and we all want to marry, we all want to have a good job, we all want to travel and uh, go and all that. Those, we, but we, want, we also want to be concerned about the house of God. So we are also giving ourselves to prayer and we attend the Lord that, Lord, give me sowutum or I die. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then we are dis- we've decided, and I'm just going to the point. We've decided that we're going to arise and build the mega church for the glory of God. The next thing that we have to take into consideration is that we must be prepared for accusations and being ridiculed and being mocked at. Get ready. You see, do you know that, let me tell you something, one of the things that will surprise you in life, the day you decide to do God's will, you know, a lot of us, let me show you, a lot of us, eh, when you decide to do God's will, do you know that Many of us, at the back of our mind, when we decide to do God's will, because it is God's will, because we know that it's God's will, we, we somehow think that it will be easy. Maybe you've not thought of it, but you somehow think that it will be easy. And you think that people will like you and people will support you. But can I tell you something? It's usually the opposite and the contrary. That the, when you decide to do God's will, that is when people will accuse you and criticize you and ridicule you and mock you. And that also happened to Nehemiah. Let's read Nehemiah 2 verse 19. Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 19. You'll be amazed. Look at what it says. The Bible said that, Nehemiah 2 verse 19, When Sambala the Horonite and Tubal the servant, the Ammonite and Geshem the Arabian heard it. What did they hear? They heard that um, Nehemiah had come to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. They said, when they heard it, 
said they laughed us to scorn and despised us and said, what is this thing that ye do? Will ye rebel against the king? <laughs> There's another, another part that says that when they, when they heard that the, the man had come to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, they were angry. I don't know that verse. Can you go to verse 18? I don't know that verse 18, verse 18 or 17. Maybe you can check it first. If it's All right. Okay, let's go back to verse 19. Later, I'll, 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 we'll come across that scripture. But the Bible says, when they heard that Nehemiah had come to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, they were, they were angry. They were angry. And they began to mock um, Nehemiah. And they began to laugh at them. They laughed at, they laughed at to scorn and despise that. Can I tell you something? As you decide to build the walls of, as you decide to, to build, to work towards building the mega church in Sweden, can, you must be ready for people to laugh at you. You must be ready for people to mock you. And the laughing and the mocking can come from different people. Sometimes it can come from your parents. It can come from your siblings. It can come from your friends. It can come from your colleagues. It can come from your beloved. It can come from loved ones. It can come from friends. In two years, then say, "Yeah, oh, no, yeah, Namjuma." Who say? Who say? Who yeah, then Namjuma? Who say? Wow, who yeah, then? They laugh. And then, aside of their laughing and mocking, look at what they said. They accuse him. He said, "What is this thing that you do? Will you rebel against the king?" They were trying to accuse him, Nehemiah, that Nehemiah is rebuilt. When you read what they were, they were trying to accuse, you know Nehemiah was working for King Artaxerxes. They were trying to ne- accuse Nehemiah that Nehemiah wants to rebuild Jerusalem and make himself governor in Jerusalem and break away from the king, from King Artaxerxes. But it was a lie. Really, was that Nehemiah's intention? That was not Nehemiah's intention. We know because we, 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 when you read the account, you see, but they were just, they wanted to accuse him. And, and that, that's what happened. That's what will happen. That sometimes uh, when you decide to build the house of God, people will mock you. And people will say things. You know, some people say that, oh, uh, you, you want chop church money. Right now, the money day church. Oh, right, now, right now, church be business. Oh, where the guys say they won't do church, church. So you want chop church money. See, see how pastors, they drive nice cars and things. Right now, money day church. Oh, money day church. So as, as, as well we graduate, somebody say they start in company, somebody say they go work someplace, and after also say they do church. They, they want church money. They want to take people to tithes and offerings and chop. So there's the, there's, so you have to be able to overcome accusations and ridicule. Hallelujah. Let's go to Nehemiah chapter 3. And what I'm sharing, it goes to all of us. Amen. That just get ready, and uh, God will give you the grace to overcome it. Amen. Now, Nehemiah chapter 3, when you read the whole, we can't read the whole of Nehemiah 3, but I'll just read two verses just to give us an idea of something. Then Eliashib the high priest rose up with his brethren, the priest, and they built the sheep gate. They sanctified it and set up the doors of it, even unto the tower of Mia. They sanctified it unto the tower of Hanani. Next verse. And next, look at it. And so Eliashib the high priest built a certain part of the wall. And next unto Eliashib the high priest builded the men of Jericho. And next to them builded Zachar, son of Imri. And then, next verse. But the fish gate did the sons of Hanat Hasena build, 
who also laid the beams thereof and set up the doors thereof, the locks thereof, and the bars thereof. Next verse. But next unto them repaired Meremoth, the son of Urijah, the son of Kath. And next unto them repaired Meshulam. And next unto them repaired Zadok. You know, so when you read the whole of Nehemiah 3, the whole chapter of Nehemiah 3, it mentions the names of a lot of people. And it mentions what everybody did. Because everybody was involved in the rebuilding of the wall. And that's why I'm saying that it is not just the leaders, uh, Mike, Akofa, and Kodak, but each and every one. So if, like, when you go back, go and read Nehemiah 3, everybody, that's what, so it mentions the name. So this person deals, deals a certain part. This person deals the fish gate. This person deals this. This person deals this part. This person repaired this part. This person deals this part. This person established the beams at this part. This person did this. So many names are mentioned in the book of Nehemiah 3 because everybody did something. Everybody did something. And some of the, some of the accounts, it, 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 there were even some women that were part of the building. You know, earlier it mentioned Eliashib, the priest, the high priest. So the priests were also part of the, those who were building. And the priests were the first. They were the first that were mentioned. Then different people. When you read the accounts, you talk about merchants who were building. You talk about governors who were building. You talk about some ladies who were building. You talk about different people who were building. It talks about single people who were building. It talks about married people who were building. It talks about children who were building. It talks about teenagers who were building. It talks about first-year people who were building. Uh, graduates who were building, you know, it talks about it talks about people in relationship who were building. It talks about people uh, people who have been bounced who were building. It, <laughs> it, people who have been bound. It talks about people who were brokenhearted who were building. It talks about people who were gnashing who were building. People they are, they are proposed four times and oh no no no, but those, such people also were building. Do, can I tell you something? There were people also who were who had trailed courses but were building. <laughs> hey, there, were, there were good students who were building. There were students, there were struggling who, students who were building. There were even some students, there were not such students who were also building. Different kinds of people were building. Everybody was building. Everybody was building some. Tall people were building. Short people were building. Slim people were building. Fat people were building. <laughs> Ashantis were building. Gans were building. Airways were building. Northness were building. Fantis were building. <laughs> Different people were building. <laughs> Amen. And, and, and that's a lesson for us, that all of us must be building. All of us can build. The fact that you are black, you can build. You are fair, you can build. No matter what you are going through, uh, the people who have money were building. People who didn't have money too were building. People who had cars were building. People who didn't have cars were building. Everybody was building. I see you building in Jesus' name. Receive the grace to build in the name of Jesus. And it teaches us something that we must um, work with each other. Amen. We must what? Work with each other. We must be ready to work with everybody for the building. So our working is for the, is for the common goal and the common goal, the building of the house of God. We are building the mega church. Say we are building the mega church. How many of you realize that? How many of you are ready so that your name will be written in Nehemiah 3? No, if you are ready, lift up your hand. That your name will also be written. 
Go, go to, verse, go to verse, verse 3 and let me see something. All right, so go to verse 4. Next one to them, repel. Let's go to verse 5. All right, so next one to them, the techwise repaired. But look at what it says. But their nobles put not their necks to the work of their Lord. <laughs> the next verse. Je- Jehoiada, the son of Pasia, Meshulam, they laid the beam thereof and set up the doors thereof and the locks thereof and the bars thereof. I'm saying that all of you, uh, your names must be written. Mention your name and say, my name will be written in Jesus' name. So I'm going to mention my name, then you put your, so you say, I'll mention my name, but you say your name. So I'll say, I, Philip Badger, my name will be written as part of the builders of the mega church in Sowuto. Give the Lord a clap, offering. Now, the other thing that we, ha- we learned from Nehemiah, and today the spirit of Nehemiah is in this place in Jesus' name. Receive that grace that Nehemiah had. Let's look at Nehemiah 4, verse 11 to 14. Nehemiah 4, verse 11 to 14. In building the mega church, we must overcome fear. Look at what the Bible says. He said, said, and our adversary said, they had adversary. Isn't it interesting that they they thought they were doing something good? Because building the walls of Jerusalem is a good thing, isn't it? But in that good thing that they were doing, they had adversaries. I want you to know that as you are building the house of God, you would have adversaries. You have spiritual adversaries and physical adversaries. But you have overcome them all. And they will try to make you afraid. But receive grace to overcome fear in Jesus' name. The Bible said that, and our adversary said, they shall not know, neither see. He said, till we come in the midst among them and slay them. Hey, they wanted to kill them. Meanwhile, they had not done them anything. But he said, well, and slay them and cause the work to cease. And slay them and cause the work to cease. Wow. Somebody say, wow. Next verse. It says that it came to pass that when the Jews who dwelt by them came, they said unto us ten times, from all places whence ye shall return unto us, they will be upon you, that their enemies will be upon them. Verse 13. Therefore set I, so this is what their mother said, therefore set I in the lower places behind the wall, and on the higher places, I even set the people after their families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. Verse 14. And I looked and rose up and said unto the nobles, unto the rulers, unto the rest of the people, Be not ye afraid of them. Remember the Lord, which is great and terrible, and fight for your brethren, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your houses. In this account, what we learn is that the people, their enemies, their adversaries, wanted to fight them. Wanted to fight them. Because they were, build, they were doing something good. They were building the house of God. But Nehemiah encouraged the people and he told them that they should get their swords ready. They should get their spears ready. They should keep it by them. You, you know what they did in that time? When they were building it, they also had their swords with them. So somebody is, is, is you know, he's using the trowel. Is that trowel? You know, to, to put the, the are you for you, you, who said yes? You remember your, your, your fresh. So. <laughs> Yeah, they are fresh. Isn't it? Yeah. Their mind is fresh. Some people, their mind, their mind. 
Some people cry when we say, like I said, I said, ah, did they teach us? <laughs> did they teach us? <laughs> and they say, I was not in class at that time. <laughs> no, the teacher didn't come to class. The teacher didn't do that part of the syllabus with us. So they take the so when they take the trowel, they, they, they take the trowel and they put it, they spread the mortar on the brick. Then they are around, about to have, as they are doing that, and then there's a sword on their side also. So and they were so they all of them they had swords with them and were working. And there was somebody, the man had stationed somebody to blow the trumpet. As soon as they see the enemy, no, then they all draw their swords. So they were ready for battle. Although they were building, they were ready to fight also. So as we build the house of God, as we build the mega church, I want to ask you a question. Are you ready to fight also? Or I want to tell you, get ready to fight. Get your swords ready. Get your spears ready. Get your arrows ready. Put them by your side. That anybody that rise up, you fight the person. Any man or woman, any spirit, you fight them. In Jesus' name. Give the Lord a clap of him. How many points have I given you? <laughs> Amen. Six in. All right. Nehemiah 5, verse 7 to 8. Nehemiah 5, verse 7 to 8. He said, Then I consulted myself and I rebuked the nobles and the rulers and said unto them, Look at what happened. Ye exact usually everyone. Of his brother, and I set a great assembly against them. Verse 8. And I said unto them, We, we after our ability, have redeemed our brethren, the Jews, which were sold unto the heathen. And will ye even sell your brethren, or shall they be sold unto us? Then held they their peace and found nothing to answer. In this account, what was happening was that some of the people were selling their own people to slavery. And Nehemiah got to know of it, and Nehemiah got angry, and he rebuked them, and they stopped. The point I want to make from this is that as we are building the mega church, sometimes in building the mega church, sometimes there can be internal fightings and internal confusions. Amen? And you must, so this was also happening that the people, they, they were, how can people be selling their own people? And then man got angry. Charlie, we are focusing on building the wall and look at what some of the people are doing. We must get ready for internal fightings also. And internal fightings, many times the enemy brings it about to confuse people and to distract people from the common enemy. Because they had a common enemy, but sometimes they can be fighting amongst one another just to distract people from fighting the common enemy. But we have overcome internal fightings in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Nehemiah 6, verse 6 to 7. I'll give you three more points. Nehemiah 6, verse 6 to 7. Where it was written, it is reported among the heathen and Gashmusiatics that thou and the Jews, look at, that thou and the Jews think to rebel, for which cause thou buildest the wall, that thou mayest be their king, according to these words. I said it earlier. The people were accusing um, Nehemiah that he wanted to make himself king. What it means is that sometimes people, in building the the mega church, people get ready to be accused of self-exaltation. 
People can say that, oh, you want to be somebody, you want to, you want to feel good, you want to be big, you want to be known as somebody great and all that. That is why you are doing it. But forget about such accusations. Amen. Forget about such accusations. Turn to the friend next to you and forget about such accusations. Nehemiah 6, verse 12 to 14. This is the last but one point. Nehemiah 6, verse 12 to 14. Are we there? Nehemiah 6. All right. Look at what it says. It says that, and lo, this is Nehemiah speaking. He said, lo, I perceived that God had not sent him, but that, look at it too. Let's, uh, uh, are you all with me? Let's all look at the, the screen. It says that, and lo, I perceived that God had not sent him, but that he pronounced this prophecy against me, for Tobiah and Sambalat had hired him. There was a prophet that had released a prophecy against Nehemiah. <laughs> Next verse. Therefore was he hired that I should be afraid and do, and do so and sin, and that they might have matter for an evil report, that they might reproach me. Next verse. Look at what he says. He says, my God, think down upon. Many of you may know you've heard of Tobiah and Sambalat, isn't it? Those are the enemies of um, Nehemiah, he said, my God, think thou upon Tobiah and Sambalat according to these their works, and on the prophetess Noadia and the rest of the prophets. That would have put me in fear. <laughs> Somebody say, can I tell you something? As you are building the mega church, don't be surprised when people come and give you prophecies to put you in fear. <laughs> it, this scripture, it didn't say that they were false prophets too. He said, and on the prophetess Noadia and the rest of the prophets, that would have put me in fear. Sometimes there are some prophets and they prophesy for their personal gain. Do you know that? There are some prophets and sometimes they, they prophesy to, to steal church members. Yeah. Like I prophesy to prophesy, and, and sometimes they. They, they, sometimes they, they, they see somebody and then they will give the person one, two, three prophecy and then it is on point. And then, this will, then they will say, that, okay, come and see me in my church. Then the person will go to the, his church and then you say that, you give another word of prophecy, just one line. Ah, to me, who said, me, who said? Who was sister, a friend of Abna, Pachan, okay. Who they come to my reserve, you know, next week, who me the Akano, you my, 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 my shelf into the brand next week, so. And then when next week to when can I say, Abna, they mentioned the name of the, the date of the, of birth and all that. And then, and, and eventually the person, the prophet will say that the person should start coming to his church. I'm telling you that those are, they are, they can be genuine prophets, but they are using manipulation and fear. They are using manipulation. They are prophets that do that. That, you know, they are, they are prophets that use, um, Friday all night, doctor, I couldn't even say it. He gave an example of somebody that called, called a relative of his and uh, so the person said, he's a pastor, do this, do that. It was, he, the person used manipulation to collect money from the person. There are prophets that do that. They use manipulation. Sometimes they can be genuine prophets, but they are hungry. So they can use, uh, amen. But we have overcome. So don't be surprised if somebody tells you that the person had a vision, the person had a dream, God told the person, they said, hey, say, 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 master, master, hold your peace. 
Amen. Uh, what I'm telling you, do you know that is true? There are some prophets that they have stolen the whole church. Somebody's church, oh, went to prophesy. Prophesy, prophesy. This is not the church the person is supposed to be. The person is supposed to be in another church. The, the person is supposed to be in his church, so he should leave that church. The church is in coming door. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap offering. So, so as we build a mega church, we must fight and overcome prophets that try to use manipulation and fear. Amen. The last point is uh, from Nehemiah chapter 6. I believe it's verse 9. Can you, can you take us to Nehemiah 6 verse 9? All right. Um, okay, if you can, Nehemiah six. Okay, can you go to Nehemiah six verse? Wow, let me see the scripture. Hallelujah. Okay, please look at Nehemiah six, verse two to three. Nehemiah six verse. Okay, so Nehemiah six verse fifteen. I found it. Nehemiah chapter 6 verse 15. That's my last point. Amen. And then we're going to pray. Hallelujah. Look at what it says. Let's all read it together. In 52 days. Can you give me NLT? Isn't that wonderful? The war was finished. So it gives us, you know, so Elul, the month Elul is October. So let's all read it together. Wow. In 52 days, the walls of Jerusalem were completed. Isn't that a miracle? The last one I want you to know is that you, you complete building the mega church. Oh, I didn't hear an amen. amen. I said you will complete building the mega church. Amen. I said every goal that you have, every growth goal that you have set, every target, growth target that you've set, you accomplish it in the name of Jesus. Amen. You meet your growth targets in Jesus' name. Amen. Before the end of the year, this place will be too small to continue. Before the end of the year, you start second service. And you start their service in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. In 52 days, just about two months, we're in October, so which we are moving from before in two months' time. Someone say, in two months, we'll meet our target. Amen. Give the Lord a clap of him. So today we have learned, um, we've learned about, from Nehemiah, we've learned that, number one, we are building the mega church in Sorishim. And we've learned that, number one, we should be concerned about the house of God and the people of God. Amen. We've learned that, we, so just like Nehemiah, he heard about the broken walls of Jerusalem. He was concerned and he wept and he mourned 
and he fasted and he prayed. So let us all be concerned. Let us weep, mourn, fast, and pray. Amen. And then number two also, we've learned that we should be prayerful. Let us give ourselves more to prayer. And then we learned that what? We can, the people said that they would arrive and build. So we learned that if, if we want the mega church, we must arise and build. Once we decide to arise and build, we will have the mega church. We can build the mega church. We can become the mega church. We are a mega church. Hallelujah. And then we also learned that we must be ready to overcome accusations and ridicule. Amen. And mockery. And people laughing at you. People accusing you. People ridiculing you. Must be ready to overcome it. And then we also learned that we must be ready to... We, all of us must be ready to work. And different people must be involved in the work. Every one of us must be involved. All of us, our names have been written that you built this part of the world. You built that part. Oscar built this part of the world. Jacqueline built this part of the world. Martin built this part of the world. Frank built this part of the world. Mintab built this part of the world. Jebleb built this part. Daniela built. You built. Mention it, your name and say, I built this part of the world. Some of you built the east gate. Some of you build the west gate. Some of you build the north gate. The south gate. Amen. Hallelujah. And then, um, yes, and so we learn different, different people also. And then we learn that we must overcome fear. We must overcome fear. And then also, we must be ready to, to fight. We must be ready to fight. We must engage in spiritual warfare. We must be ready to even confront physical people, human beings. <laughs> Amen. And then, what, what again did we learn? We learn that we must be ready to overcome accusations of self-exaltation, isn't it? People saying that you want to be somebody, that's why you are doing the work of God. Don't mind them. And then we learn that we must overcome the prophesies of people, the, the, evil, the, the, the wrong prophesies, prophets that are giving wrong visions and wrong revelation, prophets that want to manipulate, they want to manipulate people. And distract people we must overcome them amen and then finally we learn that by the grace of god we'll finish building the mega church we'll meet the target that god has given us we would accomplish it in jesus name how of you are excited wow and can i tell you something when you do this god will bless you do you know something about nehemiah we began by saying that nehemiah was was a cup bearer with King Atazazes, isn't it? Do you know that if Nehemiah had not built the walls of Jerusalem, all of us here would never know about Nehemiah. Why do we know Nehemiah? We know Nehemiah because he rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem. You know, Nehemiah was having a good life. Do, do you know the cupbearer of the king, it was a prestigious position. Do you know that? Nehemiah was having a good life, living a good life, but he would have died and he would have died a non-entity if he hadn't rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem. If Nehemiah had not rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem, he should not still be talking about Nehemiah. But right now, 4,000 years down the line, we are still talking, we are talking about Nehemiah. And his name, is in the, his, his name in his book is part of the canon of scripture. Can I tell you something? 
It is when you build the house of God that you'll be living an extraordinary life. It's when you re- build the house of God that when the books of heaven are opened, your name will also be mentioned. It is not when you are a bank manager. It is not when you are in the U.S. It is not when you are in Dubai. It is not when you get a visa to go to U.K. that your name will be written in the books of heaven. No. Those things are nice, but no. It is when you build a house of God that you'll be remembered like in heaven. And you'll receive your reward. You'll receive a heavenly reward. Hallelujah. Shall we be on our feet? I want you to begin to talk to the Lord right now. Tell the Lord that you want to lay your all on the altar. You want, to, you want the grace to be concerned about the house of God. The grace to be concerned about the people of God. Lift up your voice and talk to the Lord. Lift up your voice and talk to the Lord. We are praying for the grace to be concerned about the house of God. The burden to be concerned that this church will become a mega church. And the grace to work hard and to build the mega church. Lift up your hands and tell them. Say, Father, Father, baptize me, baptize me with your zeal. With your zeal. That I'll be concerned. That I'll be concerned about your house. About your house. That I'll be concerned. That I'll be concerned about your people. About your people. That I'll give myself. That I'll give myself to the building. To the building of the mega church. Of the mega church. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and begin to pray right now. Lift up your voice. Let your prayers roll like thunder. Father, Father, by your grace, by your grace, I overcome, I overcome accusations, 
accusations and fears and fears and worries and worries and mockeries and mockeries and ridicules and ridicules against me against me in the name in the name of Jesus of Jesus lift up your voice and pray pray that as you feel that 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 like we, we saw, we saw that there were people that gave prophecies to put Nehemiah in fear and to, 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 to destroy the work of God. There were prophets. There was even a female, a prophetess also. They called her the prophetess Bewadia. And the other prophets, they tried to put Nehemiah in fear. We are praying. Say after me. Say, Father. Father. Every prophet. Every prophet. Every prophetess. Every prophetess. That will try. That will try. To put us in fear. To put us in fear. That will try. That will try. By wrong prophecies. By wrong prophecies. By selfish prophecies. By selfish prophecies. By manipulative prophecies. By manipulative prophecies. By fearful prophecies. By fearful prophecies. Every prophet. Every prophet. Or prophetess. Or prophetess. That will try. That will try. To distract us. To distract us. To steal our members. To steal our members. To pour cold water. To pour cold water. On our zeal. On our zeal. Lord God. Lord God. Silence them. Silence them. Silence them. Silence them. Drive them away. Drive them away. Drive them away. Drive them away. Let your wind. Let your wind. Blow them away. Blow them away. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice. Now we have taken our last prayer point and we saw how God God did a supernatural way that in 52 days Jesus the walls were completed the Father, Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, by the revelation, by the revelation, in the book of Nehemiah, in the book of Nehemiah, in fifty-two days, in fifty-two days, oh God, let us experience, let us experience supernatural growth, supernatural growth, supernatural growth, supernatural growth. Let us meet our target. Let us meet our target. Let us meet our growth target. In fifty-two days, according to the covenant, according to the covenant that you had with Nehemiah. That you had with Nehemiah. We accept. We accept. We accept. That covenant. That covenant. That you had with Nehemiah. That you have with Nehemiah. In fifty-two days. In fifty-two days. Oh God. Oh God. Let us meet. 
Let us meet. Jesus, thank you, Jesus. 